was no way I was going to show my face at Nitro World Games without the triple flip. Some people believe in God. I believe in Travis Strasser. <laughs> yeah, stop being a fucking pussy. <laughs> How do you get away from these thoughts? Whack it off. You won't fuck me, huh? You won't fuck me. You won't fuck me, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outspoken. This is the first episode we have filmed in the last couple of months. As you can see, we have slightly upgraded the set today. We are joined by an extra special, extra handsome, extra juicy, shredded, diced, talented bad boy himself. None other than Harry Bink. Hey. Thanks for joining yeah. us, my brother. Thank you. I don't know what to say. I'm a little bit shy because he's so fucking sexy. Fuck me. <laughs> It's been a pretty uh, wild few weeks for you, eh? The Nitro Games, triple backflips and whatnot. Yeah, it was gnarly. Um, it was something that I thought about a lot my whole life, and then for it to all happen, it, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Take me through it all. Like, was it was it like pretty nervous leading up to it? I know there was a few things. Right? You've had shitloads of injuries in the last few months and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like People always say what you do your whole life, like or chipping away at just being a better human on a day-to-day basis, it all adds up one day. And that's like kind of what it felt like happened, just staying true to yourself, yep. like through injuries, COVID. Like I used to have, I used to spend under 100 days at home a year touring the world, yep. just full rock star lifestyle. So then to get injured and then go through COVID and everything slow down. And dude, I'm flat out getting like one tour for the year now. <laughs> so it's like, it felt like you Do you like being here more? <laughs> um, I love being on the Gold Coast yeah. and I've, uh, like people always, when they have downtime, they want to go on holidays. I'm like, I just want to be home yeah. and like. Church, Good for routine as well, church, you know. Yeah, I, I know what it's like personally traveling. I don't do tours and not as intense the stuff as you. But even back in the day when I've traveled fucking 10, 15 times a year to different countries, month here, a few weeks there, it gets so draining. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with. But it's nice to be home, routine, grounded. You know, it's sick. And I can cuddle with Lachlan. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> toss, toss, toss him off a little. We bit. do get a, little, a lot of cuddling in on the uh, on the days off. But, uh, Sometimes we're naked and put the uh, the heater on in the room and shut all the windows, take a few Viagras, and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't make eye contact, it's sweet. Yeah. But I'm not supposed to say much about that. But um, I want to I want to ask about the triple backflip stuff because you just kind of absolutely nailed that like the other day. Yeah. How long did you train for that? And like, what's some, you, you got injured trying to like learn how to do that thing? Was that when you hurt your ribs? Uh, nah. So base, I've, a triple flip is something that I've always wanted to do. It was the next thing that hadn't been accomplished in the sport <clears throat> at like competition or yeah, anything. Of course. Um, so it was a goal to bring that to the comp. Um, there was a f- couple of us that were going after it that wanted to get it done. Um, well, there's only actually three people in the world that have even attempted it. And you're one of them. Yeah. We're, in, we're sitting in the same room as greatness. <laughs> Sorry, four people, including Travis Pastrana. That's he, insane, though. He, um, he couldn't actually... But all, the three, all three out of three landed it, and then Travis was the one who couldn't. Travis is the only one that's actually attempted the triple flip that hasn't conquered it. Yeah. So you're better than him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one, too. <laughs> Joe and Travis. Technically, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's yeah. done some nut shit though, eh? Yeah, he's a savage. Um, I couldn't uh, even compare myself to that guy because he's a very talented. He's human. the man. Yeah, yeah you're but, just being humble though. I think that you guys um, are pretty, pretty equally talented. Yeah, it's it's an interesting formula. Um, and then obviously technology catching up these days with airbag landers, the progression. Um, we are very lucky. There's lots of um, just lots lots 
involved with it, but it's also the start of all new journeys as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd watched the documentary well, just a few weeks ago about the triple flip. Before I knew you were doing it, yeah. we just happened to watch it. And just seeing what goes into that triple flip that um, Old Mate did was mental. Like that was just seeing the preparations. So I couldn't even imagine how you prepared for your flip. And you had to make a bunch of like changes to your bike, your ramp, everything, didn't you? Yeah. To kind of, because he was, he got a massive run up back in the day also. And yours was only like, I think I saw you take like 15, 20 steps. Yeah. To your run up. Yeah, which is unique. I've always been one that like stops right before the jump and then just tries to get as much power as I can out on the up ramp. Yeah. Um, that's how you go higher as well, coming in slower. And just well, that's what it looked oh, like. Well. Yeah. Because you yeah. looked like you were just kind of coasting nice and cruising. Then the last few minutes, like, vroom, and you just fucking yeah. push hot. <coughs> yeah. So, um, Three months ago, I was at X Games, and that injury that we we're talking about with the ribs, um, I had a bad crash at X Games. I broke two ribs, tore some cartilage, and did my AC joint in my shoulder. Yep. Pretty sore. Um, oh, ribs but, suck, man. I broke a rib when I was playing footy. I hate, man. Rib pain's horrid. How good's the sneezing? Oh, just sneezing, <laughs> coughing, even a deep breath. Punches, just yeah. horrible. It's like, yeah, your mate's just up. You heard him twice, didn't you? Yeah, so um, I thought that, Every time I've had injuries, if it's a broken bone, I, I've always believed you can just push through the pain. Yep. Ligaments, you have to listen to your body and surrender to it. Yep. Um, so broken ribs, I was like, eh, it's just pain in my stomach. It'll be fine. I kept yep. using my body. I kept training really hard. Um, within two weeks of doing the injury, I actually was back doing shows in Australia. Just because I love keeping my flow state and mindset yep. and everything busy. And I thought coming from X Games, my training was really high. I was going to keep all the momentum coming off that into World Games to conquer the triple flip. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to stay in animal mode, savage mode, and I didn't surrender and let it rest properly, um, heal properly. I then, two months later, had it was all jacked that bad. I did a trick in the air. I wasn't any even from impact on the ground, and I re-broke two ribs in a new Fuck. spot, though. Like whilst you were doing the, the, the trick? Yeah, um, just in the air. It was the second jump of the day. My body wasn't warmed up properly. Yeah. And because the muscles were so discombobulated, that's just where your muscles start switching off and your back doesn't work properly or evenly. Um, so, yeah, they broke. And then I'm four weeks out of Nitro World Games with this goal of wanting to learn a triple flip, and I just re-broke my ribs, and I'm just like, fuck. So you pretty much completed it whilst not even being at 100%. Like, you were still partly injured, really. Yeah, um, and then it gets to a... Because the triple flip is so gnarly, it's it's nearly like maths to a certain point. Yep. Um, you, we modified... We had a moon boot of the biggest ramp that's in Nitro Circus, like, for the competition. So we jacked that by 320 mil, and we added an 800 mil extension on the top. Um, and just to boot you higher, um, and then we made this ramp, it was way bigger, and we were hitting it a lot harder, but, and we were hit, jumping the exactly the same distance, so it just made... There's so much, like, know, little things, that, like, to someone, even like myself, I'm not crazy educated, I love watching it and stuff, but to yeah. the average person who doesn't understand, like, the extreme, like, the lengths yeah. that you guys go to, there's so many little details, people watching, they're like, oh, cool, he's just riding a bike, doing a flip, but there's, like, every little detail of the jump, the bike, your movements, the training, the warm-ups, everything. Yeah, it's, so much detail. It was gnarly on this one, and I've always, as like you boys know me, I've always been the just oh I don't care, just huck <laughs> it, just go and party and go ride a dirt bike and uh, <laughs> let's live the rock star life. Like just just being at a hundred mile an hour and not listening to how my body works, how my equipment works, so much stuff. So when I had the problem with the ribs, I had to like then surrender and listen to my body so much to figure out what was going on. So I could avoid the problem of re-breaking him again or whatever it was. I had to be very smart. I, like, I was running out of time. So then all my knowledge from with my body wasn't good and like I wasn't mentally that strong. So 
I think I went to my dirt bike and I went to a mechanic. I gave it through a couple like grand at him and just said, Hey man, let's make this bike as light as possible. Let's figure out um, what we can do with it. Um, and I was driving to and from his house like every day and we're trying so many wow. different things. Um, I actually had a bike, I had my dirt bike catch on fire because I was testing so many different things. We took the starter motor <laughs> While you were on it? Uh, well, I was in my garage and we took the starter motor out of it yep. and we made a custom clip for the electricals so the electricals like, so it had like a complete circuit without the starter motor. I was testing it, started it and it caught on fire under the petrol tank in oh, my garage. Now mind you, hell. both my bikes <laughs> just got burnt down at my mechanic shop two weeks before this. So I just had two dirt bikes burnt down, gone. I went and bought a new one, just built this thing and I'm doing all these crazy modification yeah. stuff to it because I want to get the triple flip done. Yep. And there was no way I was going to show my face at Nitro World Games without the triple flip because I was like, Respect, it's just not yeah. in my style to... And my new, like, my three-year monster contract, it runs out this year. So it's, like, renewing next year. Yep. And I'm like... <laughs> and like, um, no, like, I live comfortably off my monster contract. And yep. if I didn't have my monster contract, the reality is I'd probably have to get a real job. Or yep. like, So I've, um, I really appreciate all their support. And, um, but... For me, going into World Games, I just DNF'd at X Games. I DNF'd at X Games a year before. So I had a bit of a rough run with injuries and whatnot. And um, Well, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about, like, back before, you know, like, even myself, you know, I've had all these back problems and joint problems for years. Nothing probably as extreme as you, but it takes a massive toll mentally, hey? Like, yeah. it can put you in a fucking dark, dark place, you know? It can be so hard to get yourself out of that dark place to keep pushing. Not just, it's not like the physical pain that's annoying. It's just like being drained from the pain and just like the setbacks and you can't yeah. do as much as you want to do. And people like yourself, like a high achiever, fast paced, million mile an hour, you're a fucking maniac. You want to do big things, try stuff that people haven't achieved before and do this shit. So I was like, it weighs you down sometimes when you're injured and you can't do things. Like I, my back all these years, I haven't been able to do boxing when I wanted to do it. I haven't been able to fuck to my full potential. I haven't been able to like, <laughs> I haven't been able to train as I hard as I like to train. <laughs> I've seen those hip thrusts. Not too bad. I, I just fucking like a rabbit, like a little juice old bunny. But yeah, it does take a toll and it's just, it just makes you tired and it can be grumpy and just takes yeah. a toll. It's just fucking. No, it's actually, that is actually my favorite topic because everyone, it's like going through a breakup or she, fu she fucked me over yep. or, and you sob or you just be responsible for it and it's not, but I just love flipping thoughts. So when you're in a dark place and you're injured, it's like, well, it's not what you can't do. It's like what you get to focus on now in these slow. What can you do with what your current yeah, situation yeah, is? Always something to work on, and you always think that you don't have time to do things. So if you are injured and you can't do what you love most, there's so many other little things mm -hmm. you can be doing. It's like me, bro. After my spine surgery, that don't lift anything, don't walk hard, don't train. Don't one week later, I'm in here with a one kilo dumbbell just doing bicep curls because I'm like, <laughs> I want to keep a bit of muscle. I want to work out. I want to feel that endorphin rush. Like, yeah. I'll do anything. It's like, people just got to make the most with it. I think it's impressive how you just kept pushing through the injuries, got there, fucking nailed the triple backflip, and I think it's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So were you jumping a lot of mental barriers after your injuries and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I was, but it was nothing new to me. It's something that I've always done. Like when I broke my femur, people were like, oh, how are you so, like, why are you happy? Why are you smiling? Like, why? And, but it could just be so much worse. And, and then like, even when I'm injured, I'm like, I'm still in Australia on the Gold Coast. Yep. Like we could be in a pl country where you're still trying to, Go, uh, like you struggling to get fresh yeah. water. It's a good. It's a good mindset to have. Is just like think about it, like everything could be worse. Yeah. A lot of our problems here are first world problems. Oh, yeah. we, have we, it. we are so. Spoiled. But we tend to forget it. Yeah, a lot of people exactly. forget, it, including myself. I've forgotten it many times. I'll sit there and be like, "Oh, fucking, yeah. this is going wrong." I'm like, "Fuck my life." Blah blah blah. But then you're like, 
compare it to like 99% of the world and we've got it pretty good out here. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to, dude, it's so gnarly the trick your subconscious mind plays on you. Mm. And you're always going to be talking to it, you're always going to be listening to it because it just dives you into depression. Like, oh, yeah. It just, your subconscious mind just is just forever sti- with the technology and where social media is at and um, how people flex and how people aren't honest to a certain extent. Um, it just, your subconscious mind just corners people yeah. to depression. Like, oh yeah. Sometimes you gotta be self-aware about it. Like you can, yeah. you have to notice it's happening. You have to really say, okay, this is my subconscious <clears throat> mind making me think like this. And then you can just work your way out of it. Well, I yeah. think a lot of my it's mental health issues over the years and my struggles and when I've been in dark places have come from my injuries have been probably the start foundation for not even things going on in my life or people or anything like that. You know, I was really happy when I was a broke kid, just fucking running around barefoot, going to the beach, doing whatever the fuck I wanted to, you know, and I've got so much more now in my life and I feel like it's even harder, but yeah. it's like the injuries. Cause like when you're so active and you want to do shit, it's just like, it can put you in such a dark rut. And then for me, for example, you know, I resorted to taking some painkillers, which then causes stomach and fucking brain problems. And you're like, fuck, I don't take these. So you start smoking weed. Cool. And now I'm addicted. <laughs> now I'm fucking addicted to weed and all these problems just keep coming. Then before you know it, your brain chemistry is just fucked yeah. and you're in this dark rut. And you're like, how the fuck do I get out of it? You, you try to go sober and you have withdrawals. Pretty good at the moment for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean, bro. It's like, it's, it's hard to, when you're in that rut. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's impressive that you pulled yourself through that and still fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it it just comes down to the conversations <coughs> you have with yourself and how you flip things. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then yeah, especially um, man, uh, the formulas I've learned with breakups, injuries, or with sport, they're nearly the same formula. And it's not, it's not if you get break a bone or if you have a really bad breakup or you don't go, well, why me? Look what like I don't have or corner yourself and think be grateful for the things you do still have and what you can do yeah just flip it and just look at what you can focus on and what you get it's a good good recipe there for anyone watching if anyone needs any advice I rate that (laughs) yeah stop yeah don't be a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah stop being a fucking pussy (laughs) yeah um, and just be great like have a look around and like look at what we have we can get in a car you can you can go on your phone and get a stranger to pick you up and yeah. drive you somewhere yeah. for like fifteen dollars. Like what? <laughs> We're surrounded yeah, by a nice point. beach. There's like that's like yeah, that's there's everything you want here. We've got good roads, good healthcare, good beaches. The weather's okay most of the time. Yeah. Good shops, good food, everything. We live in a yeah. good spot. When you start you forget those little things. Well, I have many times. I yeah. you get so caught up in that chaotic, hectic life, traveling around, doing things, trying to achieve things, all the fun, and you forget like just the small things that really do bring the most happiness. Gotta yeah. practice that gratitude. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But that's like what with us, like trying the ice baths and things like that. It's making you surrender to doing something you don't want to do. Your brain is saying, get me out of here. Yeah. And it's your spoiled side of you just. So it's nice to re, like, just remind yourself who's in control. Yeah, if, if your mind's like running that. a mile, 100 mile an hour, an ice bath will cancel that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it puts you in a very uncomfortable situation, but then it, it gets very good. Yeah. Very, very good after. Ice baths are good, saunas. Sitting on fire. I really like <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so with um, all the thought patterns of it all, um, I think trying to control my mind over all the other years of not leading in depression when I've had injuries and I've sat quiet for so long. Now when it all unfolded and everything has worked for me in the last month, it was just what I was doing consistently over all the years before it. Yep. And then leading into this month, I knew it was heating up and I was like, man, if I get this, how good it's going to mean to me, everything. But I already accepted that it happened yep. before I even attempt my first triple flip. I seen it, I visualized it and I believed in it. And I literally- Manifestation, was, brother. Yeah. And it's just all I thought about. Have you ever read I the book called The Secret? It. 
No, I haven't. I've heard about it. It's very um, much like that. Like visualize, like see, achieve, believe. Sort of. Let's yeah, see, believe, achieve, whatever the fucking however it goes. But yeah, no, I'm a big believer in those things. That's like I think that really helped me in the beginning. Like I watched this movie called The Secret, and I read the book. Yeah, all about like the law of attraction, manifesting things and stuff. Like see it up here. Just keep telling yourself it's already there. You've already got it. Yeah. Just mentally strength. Like my mental state has just gone. <laughs> Every couple of years that's gone by since I started this. And yeah. like, I'm not ashamed to admit it because like, I, I definitely was happier when I had fucking nothing when I was a kid. And it's just easier life. But it's just about trying to find ways to balance it all out and be happier, I think. You know, like, I, I have my moments still, but it's like, for the most part, things are all good. Yeah. <laughs> and you look so, around. Um, life's like unlocking levels. Sometimes mm. you get stuck on levels and yep. then with another level comes like a video game. Level. Yeah. It's yeah. like a video game. You should keep getting through the levels. Yeah. Get to the boss. Get to the boss level and just fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. Up. It's, it is gnarly though because it does come with another level comes another devil. And like, 100%. You got to take down those devils on every level. It's no, 100%. I can relate to that. How yeah. old How old were you when you started riding like motorbikes doing all this crazy shit? Uh, I was really lucky. Uh, my dad uh, just, he wanted to give us all really good opportunities um, he was into his speedway and, and so he put me on a bike when I was two years old. He was really into like his speed car racing and took us water skiing and gave us options at everything. And we, my brother and I never looked at anything past a dirt bike. We loved it. Yep. Um, when we were 16, he was like, all right, now you have to pay for it yourself and do it all yourself. We were racing. I never <laughs> started freestyle. Um, I couldn't afford to keep doing it. So then I started a carpentry apprenticeship and I was stood on a job site and I'm like, Fuck, like, <laughs> I've been living in the excuse of not starting freestyle because I don't have access to a ramp. Yeah. I just did it my first 10-hour day on a, like, construction site. I'm like, fuck, my ramp would have nearly been half built if mm. I just yeah. put this much work. Sort of time into yeah. it. I'm like, what have I been doing? And it was the biggest reality check. And then I remember making the promise to myself when I was 17 on a job site, like, if I could do whatever I wanted in these hours to work towards myself anything like just use these work hours would you use these hours and never slack off and put your feet up on a day like this so still to this day i always talk to that promise with myself and i that's why i get up on weekdays all the time at 5 a.m or and just go train and then i can do whatever i want all day sets the tone for the day when you train early i find yeah. even, even lately myself being back into a bit of training it's like you wake up get a good workout in first thing in the morning, maybe an ice bath or whatever it is. And it just sets the tone all day. Your brain calms down a bit yeah. and focus. You just feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And to have, imagine if someone said to you, you can do whatever you want in these hours. You just have to be working. Mm. Just yeah. do your own thing. You have to do something in yeah. those hours. Yeah. I think it's where it all yeah. starts. You can't go right? home and just lay on bed. You know <laughs> and then I mean? it was just yeah. that simple. Everything it was like, I get to do whatever I want today. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Even if I just mow the lawns and just make sure I just have a spotless house. Like, yep. Just whatever it is, you just have to be on the clock on those hours, and then and then even when you are not on the clock, just be grateful that yeah. like, you just in your head have the idea I should be working right now. I find that's the hardest time for a lot of people when they're not busy or you're not working. It's like yeah. when you're sitting around, that's when you can just get alone with your thoughts and start overthinking or your yeah. mind races. So it's like you said, when you do, when you do have those off days and you're not doing any work or anything productive as such, like. Be grateful, appreciate the small things, do little things, go on the fucking beach or catch up with a friend, you know, like yeah. all the small things in life. So. so when you were 16, 17, who were you watching, like riding? Was it Travis and all that? Yeah. Travis, yeah. Like, who was your idol? Who was like, I, I want to be him? I who was that guy? This topic. It was Travis Ashana. I'm yeah. like watching like all the Nitro Circus DVDs. Um, I watched them like hundreds of times over and... Some people believe in God. I believe in Travis Pastrana. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, he's my Bible. He just, 
just he just led the way of action sports <coughs> and just his why was right. Yeah, he was pushing boundaries he left, had, right, center. He had a lot of money in his career, but he never was ever money hungry and he never made a decision over a dollar sign. He did it because his why was right and the passion and he built everyone up around him and he took everyone with him and um, his why to life was the strongest gift that I think anyone could ever give me, any Bible, ever, any religion. And Travis gave that to me as a human. Yeah. Um, whether if he sees it like that or not, I've yeah. told him this plenty of times. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> the best told him on the beers on the weekend. Everyone should put passion, passion <laughs> before money. Yeah. So that's how it all starts for me. I never even give a shit about making any money from you making are, videos. I have seen that massively in you. Like in I your never work cared the last few years, like <clears throat> massively. Yeah, I never really cared that much about making money. I was like, I just want to make stupid videos on my Facebook. I was doing it on MySpace when I had MySpace. Like, yeah. I just wanted to do it because I was passionate. I loved it. I wanted to make people laugh or annoyed people or just confuse people. And I think when people do things for the right reasons, like you said, he has an important why. He just wants to do it because he loves it. Yeah. It's creative. It's funny. It's wild. He enjoys it. He's not like I'm doing this because I want to get rich from it. Yeah. But then a lot of the time, if you if you are passionate about something, you become a master of it eventually, and the money does come. It's like, and it's nice. It's nice to have financial freedom in that, but it's not the be all end all. I reckon. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, if you're wise, right, you have unlimited fuel. Mm. If you have unlimited fuel, you can you can go anywhere. Hundred percent. So your why, and then it, how powerful your why is, is the powerful of your petrol. Basically. And you get a lot of people saying, yeah. "Oh, well, they've, no, it's easy to say that when they've got money and they're in their <laughs> yeah. like, what? You think they're all born rich? Like you think like." I come from a pretty uh, poor family. I don't know what Travis Pastrana's background is, but I mean, I don't yeah. reckon he grew up with a silver spoon up his ass getting handed everything from his parents, you know, like. Oh, uh, and those kids that do have the money or the support, they actually get fucked even harder. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel so no life skills. Yeah, and they just so, they're so, the, for the parents Ungrateful. that do stuff for their kids, yeah. it's the opposite. Like, mm. make your kids walk to school. Do, like, get, yep. get them just, just... Make, make life hard for you. Kids. A lot of people I grew <laughs> up with. They're going to have it easy. Toughen them up, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's better. That's why I said. I compare it. I compare it. Affection, polite, but fucking make those Good little guys work. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Pull them up on things. Yeah. I compare it as well. So in my hometown, even like the rich kids or people I grew up rich and I don't know what they're doing now. And it's like, I know through the later years after school or whatever, it's like a lot of people weren't that happy. It's like if they grew up, they don't have to really work hard for anything and they don't know what like it's like to earn something and, and appreciate it when you get it it's just like oh hey here's a porsche for your 15th or something or fucking you know i was like oh yeah, yeah. cool cheers dad but it's like for me <laughs> taunting yeah exactly and it's like oh, it's, it's, it's good you said i think growing up in either a middle class or even a lower class family is the best way to grow up because you yep. grow up grateful you're more motivated to break that cycle and make money and provide for your family friends whoever's around you and i think it's best best to be that way like growing up from like poverty yeah for sure <laughs> i think it's good well, I think the biggest goal in life is to walk around without a 20 kilo weight on your head. Mm. So, and that without having weight is just from being at peace with yourself and understanding why you're doing things, yep. why, like understanding the long term of things. Because if you're not going through your days confused, like you're at peace and then everything makes sense and you float through your days. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest goal in life. And I think that's the richest currency in the world of understanding all those patterns and that comes through self journey, self love, discipline, yep. all that stuff. So if you're growing up in a rich family with no like structure or just reality. You kinda of gotta figure it out yourself a bit. Get fucking really hit hard in oh, the yeah. long run. And then you're gonna go through all the problems with your love life, your friendship, Definitely. your peers, like it just everything crashes down on those people. Not that you want it to, but they're the patterns that I see. Yeah. No, I would agree for yeah. sure. Well, I had a question because it blew my mind when I saw it on your story. You talk about technology and how things have gotten a lot better. So you use the big airbags now. Yeah. With your foam pits, you just said they are covered <laughs> with snakes. 
Bro, you would never catch me in a fucking fight. That's the current ever. question. If I know snakes in there, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. That's fuck the current that. question. How safe slash dangerous are foam pits? Not yeah. fucking dangerous, bro. Uh, this, is, this is a really good question. Um, phone, phone pits are outdated now. We still use them, though. Yeah. Um, I think they're outdated. I don't like using them. Um, they still are softer than the airbags because if you land on your head, you're in foam and so True. But, they're, but they're death traps. But you're heading eye to eye with so a fucking cobra. Our, our dirt bikes weigh 110 kilos. They got petrol in them. They got a hot steaming engine. Like I'm, it's boiling hot. Yeah. I can now imagine. when you jump in a old dusty foam pit, there's all like crumbs of bits of foam that's been baked in the sun, so it's very flammable. Yeah. If the bike lands upside, if you land on your oh, head... so those motherfuckers light on fire? Yeah, there's, we've lost a fit, few good friends through... Really? Oh, really? Like, quite a few oh, people have actually yeah. died in them. Yeah, they go Oh, up. wow. Um, I didn't know so that. So, you land... Like, so, if you land on your head with the 110 kilo bike on top of you, falling from 10 metres high, it's going to drive you to the bottom of the foam pit... Now there's snakes at the bottom. Of yeah, I feel like a di- I feel like a dick for being scared of the snakes now. <laughs> so when we build foam pits, you get tires and you put tires all at the bottom. So if you hit the bottom, you got a bit of spring. Yep. But then all the snakes live in the tires wow. down the bottom. Have you seen oh. a few? Oh, all the time. We're pulling. Oh. Every time we go down there, we're pretty much pulling a snake out of there. But they are pythons. So if they've but the other day we pulled a king brown snake. Oh no! The brown snake skin. Sorry, not yeah, the skin. Um, it was about the length of this table just sitting on top of the fuck. So, so he's like, somewhere there. Yeah, we're like, fuck. But um, mm. when we start, there's a crane on the side of the foam pit. That's how we get the bikes in and out of the foam okay. pit. So when we start the generator for it, it rattles the hell out of oh, the containers. Yep. And it rattles the foam and they go to the bottom. Once oh. they go to the bottom, they're not going to really come back up. Mm. And when oh, you man. land, it's like the bikes have a lot of vibration. It jolts the foam. They Just keeps them down there. They get scared. They're gone. I would just throw a bunch of fucking petrol and a match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's brown just, snakes. Yeah, brown snakes Not aren't good. good. They were, and being where our freestyle compound is um, like... Just trop- we're on the Gold Coast, tropical. Isn't I would it? love to come see it sometime. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'd love to have you guys. Be I might try to do something on a push bike. <laughs> and my back's better. Be careful. Yeah, you wish I'd for. love to use the phone <laughs> pit, but just fuck the snakes, man. Wouldn't yeah. catch me. Well, Ooh. that's where the airbags are good. So yeah. then, so sorry, we have the fire hazard. Like I've landed on my head so many times in phone pits, trapped, dark, black. You're jammed in the most awkward position you could think in yeah. of. So and then you have your helmet. You got this little piece. Oh, it's giving me so, claustrophobia. So you got to breathe really calm, and, and you got to like be tra- you're trapped. Yeah, you just got to stay calm and wait. Wait for the crane. Now there's smoke on the engine, pressed up against the foam. It's creating all these toxic fumes, wow. and you're trapped in a dark hole. And then petrol starts dripping on you, and you're like, okay, there's to- the smoke's getting very toxic. I'm trapped. Okay, I just got to stay calm. This is where I have a lot of um, respect with big wave surfers because they get trapped under the waves. Yeah. And they're down there for a long time. Very stressful too. Like, but there's no petrol under there. Oh, there's still <laughs> oxygen down in the foam pit. I don't think yeah. There's yeah. no oxygen. Bro, down I, down I would rather be underwater than under that foam pit. I can yeah. tell you. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah, but with the snake, no, not a chance. I'd yeah. rather do it to a Not man. just the snakes, <laughs> just like claustrophobic. Yeah, that's just the, the fucking that's helmet that's trapped under, can't move, breathing in shit fumes and just. It is full cost. Fix this chair quickly. Yeah, it's gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's come loose at the back. Sweet, that's sweet now. (laughs) All right, we're good. That's 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 fine. (laughs) We're good. All right, so foam pits, all in all, foam pits no good. Yeah, uh, foam pits aren't good. We don't want foam pits. Outdated. Yeah, sometimes we'll have um. We have a fire extinguisher there and then like a hose ready to go. And then you got to breathe the fire extinguisher but when you're, you're trapped. Uh, dude, you also got 15 minutes per jump with a foam pit. So you land in the foam, 
and then the bike gets pulled out with the crane. It takes about ten minutes to just get jam all the foam back in your hole. Because oh, wow. if you don't, if you jump back in the hole where the bike just got pulled out of, you're you, just gonna get smashed. Yeah, and you hit the bottom. Kind so. of annoying if you like mess up a trick. You've got to wait fifteen minutes to do it all again. Correct. Yeah. Now with an airbag, I can do two minute turnarounds on the jump. Oh, so you can do way get, more. Just pump and it's a little bit safer. And you don't need a team of three people. Like you can be, I can do the airbag by myself. Oh, can you ride off it? Yeah, so when oh, you land on the airbag, I can land on my airbag and not crash. And oh, well. just, just stop and just like wait for it to settle and then just slowly ride off. People on. don't understand oh. the extremities that you guys go to for this shit. It's crazy. It's like you're dedicating your life to this. Like, yeah, it's full on life. You know very well. It's like you said, a few people unfortunately lost their lives. It's like, yeah. you know, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Like, as, as brutal as that is, that's the reality of it. It's like people die in that sport. It's a fucking mad sport. Like, yeah. So. And every time you put on your helmet, you got to put. I love this actual topic actually because every time you put on your helmet, you got to know the risk that you're taking. The standard jump that we jump all the time, it's like 75 feet. Um, it's a just standard freestyle ramp onto a dirt down ramp. Uh, we go f- roughly 10 meters high. Um, and when I do a back, when I f- flip that jump, I have the same adrenaline as if I'm walking to the toilet to take a piss in the middle of the night. Yep. So the adrenaline's like it's not there because you've done so many. But now when you drive a car, you're playing chicken when you're going to work, whatever. You're playing chicken on a road with a d- dotted white line. You're Texan. You don't know what state that other person's in when you're playing chicken with this yeah, person. Yep. They could be coming from somewhere. I think that like, well, I, I think it's bad. <laughs> I think people are going to do that to me. I get scared. But you got it's a thought that... It's a reality yeah. that, that is a that is a possibility. You don't want to exactly. wig out, but you don't know what state that other person's in. Exactly. Now, mum's driving to work with the kids in the back, and she's texting on her phone and playing chicken. To me, that is the most dangerous, mind-blowing, craziest mm. thing you could possibly think of. Or put your family or kids in. So, like, just being oblivious. So now if I'm going and doing gnarly stunts on my dirt bike, I know my equipment's good, all this certain stuff. So to me, I'm actually at peace with myself. That's why I enjoy skydiving and base jumping. So we much. trust your own ability to do things, and you're in full control. Yeah. It's like me, if I drive a little bit silly, it's like, cool, I'm, I feel pretty comfortable driving a bit silly or whatever because I know like, I feel in control. Yeah. But then if I'm in the car with someone else and they're driving silly, I'm not as comfortable. I'm like... Yeah. Fuck, is this person as confident as I am when I drive silly? (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a relationship you have with yourself. And then that comes through self-love and all that kind of stuff. So I think for like the whole build-up of this triple, how gnarly it was and how to deal with my emotions. And then like you obviously being there on the night, like how long the night dragged out, how it happened on Monday night. Yeah. It was meant to go ahead at like seven o'clock. I don't think I went you to like weather changes, all sorts of shit. Eh? Thirty, yeah, and then you got rain, and then um, yeah, you're wigging out, and the wheel's gonna grip up on the lip. Like your yeah. mind plays every trick you could possibly think of, but then it just comes down to the relationship you have with yourself. What do you do for like a warm up routine? Um, that's another thing. So like usually, I always compete in freestyle where you do the full course. Yep, and you do all the different tricks and stuff. Yeah. So usually that's how I'm warm. I've just done freestyle. I'm warm. So just, I had to drop out of that because I thought I broke my wrist, um, still a bit swollen. Um, on Friday, I messed up a triple and landed on my head and, and just like, yeah, yeah. my wrist. Um, and which sucked cause I, yeah. I had like a, I d- attempted three <clears throat> and I landed three. So on my fourth one, I was like, oh, I'll just do one at, onto the airbag at the event and then I'm good to go. And I, that one, I landed on my head. Fuck. So it was really good that I landed on my head because it could have got me down the track more. Exactly. Yep. What not to that do. Been, that could have been the one to the ramp. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So it was like, it was a sick gift for 
that like, for me, and I'm, yeah, just to reset myself. Exactly. But it made the stress levels double. Yeah, so no shit. <laughs> <laughs> to show that it can happen, I guess. So I'm like, yeah. fuck me, now I've got to not ride my bike for three days because we the event was meant to go ahead on Saturday. It got dragged out to Monday night because of the weather. Yep. So it was already like stressful enough and then it kept getting dragged just Everything. Out. It was just yeah. life throwing obstacles. How yeah. did you land on your head? So like... Did you just not pull back enough? Did you not go fast you, enough? Yeah, so doing three rotations, you have to get everything perfect. Yep. A double flip's still hard. There's only a handful of guys in the world that do double flips. Like, there's under... You come out and huck that straight away. 15 guys. Yeah, that's my first jump of the night. <laughs> and he's when he did a double flip. I'm like, I, th- I thought he was doing the triple. I was like, oh, what the... I got my phone out uh, quickly. I was freaking. Oh, dude, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, my first jump, like, I still get scared when I do double flips. Like, it's still a scary trick. There's only 10 to 15 guys in the world that do it. Oh, whoa. Yeah, they can wow. do a double flip. So, it's like, it's still a new trick. It's still yeah, really right. nice. So to warm up on that, yeah, was like it I'm caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how, to, and I was unsure like how this jump was going to react because it was a, we made the ramp so much bigger. So I wasn't sure how it was going to react, how it was going to land, all that kind of, all them kind of things. So I floated two doubles, and then I was like, all right, now I just got to pull as hard as I can and just hope it comes around. Fuck yeah! So that ramp is that the is that the second biggest ramp in the world? I swear, I've heard uh, they've man, nah, there's definitely or one of the biggest se- in the world. Uh, sorry, in competition, in competition oh, specs. Oh, that's what so it Travis, was. So okay. Travis at his house, he's a madman and he's built like jumps probably three sides out. Like it's insane. Yeah, the first triple yeah. flip was double that. Yeah, the ramp. Wow. Yeah. The first thing I saw of Travis Pastrani years ago was him uh, skydiving with no parachute. That was fun. That was fun. I, fucking that. That. I wanted to do that back in the day. I was like, I want to do that. He still can. Really? <laughs> it's not too <laughs> late. <laughs> you, they would never allow that in Australia, surely. Nah, no, so strict not in Australia. Very strict. Harry will catch up. I nearly, if I it's nearly, for a charity, I'd do it. I nearly, yeah. <laughs> Just jump out and let someone hey, catch me. He's wise, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> I if I get caught and they catch me, amazing. Not much pressure's on you. It's all on like the people catching you. Yeah. yeah and if they don't catch me, I'll go out a hero. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'll dress as Superman. <laughs> Superman couldn't fly. I could definitely think of worse ways to die. Yeah. Could there ever be a day where someone does a quad triple backflip? Uh, I reckon yes. Yeah. So, so really? I, I was yeah. talking about this yesterday. So I don't know, because I know nothing <laughs> about motorbikes, right? But do you know Travis's ramp that he had for the first triple flip? Imagine your bike much lighter and better than the first bike he would have done on, I assume. Yeah. If you got the same run up on the same ramp, these conversations could you pull thrown. four? That, right? <laughs> these conversations have been getting thrown. I was thinking about it straight <laughs> away. We were all drinking beers. That yeah, night what, what's the room. most extreme you can go? Like, like I'd, I'd love to possible? see it because you you were flipping quite fast. Imagine you're on a ramp yeah. twice as high and I with believe, a way bigger run up. And I believe that that ramp wasn't getting us spinning as fast as we could either. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, is a really good, the other guy that landed. So Jay he'd Archer. been training for three years, right? Yeah, he'd been right. just that trick. Like, he dedicated his whole bike setup. He stopped wow. all his other normal riding. He just just purely rode a dirt bike, just a big ramp ride. Wow. So for all his training, he'll just go and do big weight sessions, and then his first jump of the day, he's just ready to take a hit. Wow. Like, <laughs> so like when we were training, like the, the amount of hits we were taking on airbags, like yeah. like we're coming out of getting bashed from like it was just it was gnarly. So yeah, coming in, so you took it on two weeks or a few weeks notice, is that right? Yeah. Or, no, or you decided like I a learned, few weeks before? Yeah. So because with my injury, I had to wait as long as I could to the event, and then have a hock week and just fully yep. see what I could get done. And yep. then I was very grateful and like it, it did work. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with my bike setup. Yep. I did a lot of homework on my bike setup. Yeah, it had like holes a, all through it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, one radiator, half a liter of petrol in it. Um, 
one, so we got two radiators to cool the engine down. That's why my engine was overheating. I took one off and yeah, right. Um, yeah, we had heaps of like custom hoses. You can see on the second flip, your bike's just smoking. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah there wasn't much time. That's like, why I love this shit. I would never have even thought the amount of little things that you guys have to do outside yeah. of that, as oh, opposed yeah. to just doing the trick. It's like everything you do outside of that's what matters more than the actual f- trick. Yeah, yeah. Every bit adds up. It's no different going into a fight, training, um, diets, yep. the correct training, the correct, re- uh, sorry, correct recovery. Um, all those one percenters are yeah. just made. It's like Atomic Habits, a book that I read. It's yeah, like it's, it's like, like every one, like one percent better every day yeah. is thirty percent better every month, and then yeah. it's like you know a few it's, months and you're hundred percent. Yeah, flow state and habit stacking. Mm. I think that that's probably my. Look, I've done a few double topics. back flips, and I couldn't imagine doing a triple. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would ever try quad? Is that something you would ever even like? It's possible. It's it's like uh, I don't. Um, we'll see what monster offers him. It's yeah. too early, I guess. Hey, way too early. <laughs> if you're watching this monster, he might she might try a quad triple for you. It's guys. possible with the right <laughs> stage and for the, if the, but you you've done it on to, Monday, I guess. I don't want to think you about gotta, it. <laughs> you just got to be doing stuff for the right reasons. Are you doing exactly. it because yep. you want it to be the biggest, gnarliest human ego? Like, why are you actually wanting to do it? Yeah. And I think um, if I had a good enough reason, I knew I wanted to do it for the right reasons, I could, it's 100%, I'm going to say right now, it's 100% possible. Mm-hmm. And it, it will take a lot of heart and just, just commitment. Yeah. It's overcoming like, that fear as well to just try it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Fear and it's and it, it is science now. It's just doing maths and figuring out what yeah. reacts. And I know my bike setup <coughs> that I had is still has a lot more room for improvement. Um, I use my freestyle suspension for it that I uh, ride the whole freestyle course yep. with. I had it fully maxed out, everything as hard as it could go, and it was still really soft. Compared, and so there's um, heaps of room for improvement yeah. with my bike setup and stuff still. So now I have the knowledge and I know I could probably do it. It's just been. I don't know. Um, yeah, just, just you wouldn't want to think about it. I got to have my wires right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I respect that a lot. Yeah. When did you get into Nitro um, Nitro Circus? I was 21 years old. I um, never thought I'd meet the guys. So, uh, so I moved to the Gold Coast when I was 19 from Canberra. I got offered. Oh, uh, you're from Canberra? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. There you go. Yeah. I've been there twice. Yeah, sick because you're Newcastle boy, eh? Yeah, yeah. I just went there a couple of times. I know me and Charmy went there for like a club gig once and like I just went yeah. there for a trip once to see a bird and. Cool spot. Ah, sick. <laughs> I don't mind it there. Just no beach. Yeah, <laughs> just no beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. um, it's all right. Um, I I enjoyed growing up there, and I yeah, had a good life growing up there. Yep. But I kind you wanted more for yourself. Couldn't really see myself going back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel that's the same as um, me with my hometown. It's like yeah. nothing really going. Sometimes on. you just got to get out to you know. Yeah. Grow. I, I I and the reason I say that is because the average human there, they're also lovely and nice, but. If you go to the shops on the Gold Coast here or you go somewhere, they're just smiling, encouraging you and all this stuff. And then the next part of the conversation you hear on the Gold Coast, like, oh, but that person's fake. They're not Mm. this, that. But all I'm thinking is they're having a go. I don't care if they're trying too hard. They're being fake, whatever it is. They are doing something. And then versus the people that sit at home and are criticizing and judging and they're... Oh, I love this topic. I could talk about this shit for oh, days because where I'm from, bro, yeah. I copped this. Yeah. I, I grew up, I was never like the cool popular person. I had plenty of friends, played footy. I was friends with most of the boys in my town and whatnot. Started the videos. Everyone's like, oh, you're attention seeking. You're never going to get anywhere. Fucking, we're wasting you're your time. doing shit. And I was like, at least I'm fucking trying. I was like, oh, you need a plan B. Go do a course, do a trade. I was doing bricklaying. I was like... I was there for a year and a half. Like, I fucking hate this yeah, shit. Like, respect to the people that do it. There's no, like, if people are doing trade work, we need tradies. Like, it's an important job and good yeah. on them for doing it. If they're happy doing it, amazing. But I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I just was like, 
I don't want a plan B because then subconsciously I know my plan A can fail because I've got yep. something to fall on. I don't want to fall back on something. I want to fall forward and just keep, I'd rather spend my whole life chasing what I really want to do. And even if I never achieved it, I would die knowing I was working towards what I wanted to do. You, you know? only yeah. fail if you give up. Yeah. This is true, but I know what it's like to be from a small sort of in town area where yeah. most people most people know each other, you know? Yeah. And people trying to step outside the box to do bigger things. The first people are going to hate on that and try and bring out people in your town. Yeah. And then years and years later, after I, I moved out of there, cut contact with pretty much everybody. Um, yeah. You have to if you want to get do, traction bro. and you want to do You can't hang around arguing belief. and entertaining mm. that shit for too long. Otherwise, you're just going to drain your own shit and never get anywhere. So I fucked off, got out of there. Yeah. Went to Newcastle after it, and that was no much better. I just started meeting more people and just got more fake, more toxic, more people hating, yeah. trying to bring me down, slow me down. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Got out of there. Two, three years later, once I did well and made made something of myself, everyone's like, oh, hey, man, can you plug my fucking T-shirt company? <laughs> plug this protein thing for me. And I'm like, where were you a few years ago? Yeah. Fucking sharing my videos, calling me a fuckwit and an attention seeker. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a real touchy topic to me because I've, I've been through heaps of that sort of shit. So it's well, like, it, was a, it was a really big topic I wanted to ask you today. And for me, going growing up and like where I was saying how I moved to the Gold Coast, I was surrounded by guys that were 10 years older than me. Yep. And they were professional freestyle motocross riders. So I was, I always called myself Pace because they were all copy. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be like them I wanted, and I wanted to learn off them. I respected them. I hung out with them. I copied everything that they did. So like if they were going to the gym, I just go show up where they were. If they were partying, you are who you surround I was yourself doing with. what they were doing. Okay. So I had a, I, I could switch off and just go, I'm doing the same as my idols. So I could then go as hard as I could on a day-to-day -day basis. And I had a structure. I had a fucking Google. Yep. I had Google Maps on. So for you growing up in your image, your belief, going, like you coming out of um, Newcastle and then where you were at and how you had to leave like all your peers and stuff. And then... Like you didn't have a distinctive. I'm a professional tennis player. Football no, there's player. no, there's no like like athlete stuff. There's no like actor. It's nothing. You know, it's just like a yeah. social. It was an early yeah. day in social media. There wasn't really anybody I could look to and go. Well, this person's doing it or that person did it. You know, it was, yeah, that it was, was very nothing. early. You, you walked your, you created your own path. Yeah, and to have self belief, like there's, it's so hard to keep the momentum going and have the self love and. Uh, the structure of trusting the process. So to watch where you've grown into and not have the copy paste formulas and things like that, and then build this whole new journey and structure, even still to this day, the way you're redesigning it, like how you've changed over the few years of like your image, your why, mm. how, but you're like, you refuse to make the same repetitive content that you've yeah. done just to hit those paychecks. Or oh, I have overheads or I need to keep, I've on books, I've seen X amount of come in over these years. I can't let this next year look worse than that yeah. year. So yeah. how do you, I got to keep putting out like then your wire goes wrong. And oh, I love you, that, bro. And then and then you start just transitioning. You redesign your whole image, everything. So like watching you and how true you have stayed to yourself the last few years of not being repetitive and another sellout. I just whatever, however you want to word it. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, and and having the why and the structure. Um, it does take one to know one, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I really admire that. And even going, that's bouncing from where you came from and where it, what it grew into and then how everything's kind of fizzled. And when I say fizzled, just slowed down during COVID, I feel like, um, or even all the alg alg algorithms on like Instagram, yeah, oh yeah, it's crazy, bro. Slowed down, like, it's going to shit. Yeah, like everything's like, when I say you know fizzled, why, bro? it's just changing. It's because every fucking second person is trying to be an influencer, trying to be a YouTuber. Every yeah. millions of people have podcasts now. It's like, that was the thing. And it's like, it was, it was well said. It's like now everyone's trying to do that sort of stuff. And it's like, for me, 
I could be probably so much further ahead. I could be making 10 times the money I'm making, but I don't really get any pleasure out of doing the things that we're making. Yeah. I, I don't want to keep doing the same stuff forever. And it's like, but it comes back to being grateful for what I do have. And like, yeah. I'm grateful for what I have done, you know, not like, fuck, I could be here doing that. I could be doing that. It's like, yes, I could be in a way better position. I could be making 10 times the money, but yeah. am I going to be happy doing that? No, I've made shitloads of money in a non-arrogant way. It's not something that made me any happier. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to sound ungrateful, but it's been great to help my family out and do little things like that, put them in better spots. But that's the thing. I could be still making the same videos I made eight or nine years ago, making shitloads of money, but it just doesn't yeah. make me happy. It kills my fucking soul. Yeah. And it's like, I've spent years floating around having no fucking clue what I actually want to do anymore. Yeah. And like the, the good thing is I've got the freedom there. I've got a bit of financial. It no, well. exactly. You're not, you're not just going, I'm going to just push this. I'm going to force this. Like you've surrendered your, to finding out the correct. Yeah. Answer. I don't care how long it takes. Yeah, like as long like as I'm like training, being healthy and doing what I can do in the meantime and doing the bare minimum. Like yeah. I'm not sitting around being lazy doing nothing as long as I'm working towards something. But yeah, it's like, it's just, it comes down to like just doing what you want to do. And it's like, I lost track of what I actually wanted to do for years myself because everyone started doing it. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing something that everyone's doing. It's like, yeah. I want to do my own shit, you know? Like, yeah. and I think that's what's unique about you guys. There's only fucking, what, like 10 to 15 people are doing double backflips, let alone yeah, triple. Mind. Yeah. It blew me in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind because you just come out and threw it straight away. I didn't, like, I, I've Landed seen, it clean. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. And yeah, even, even the commentator's like, oh, here comes, hurry, big guy. Oh, he's doing a double flip. <laughs> I didn't think I was ready either. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, no, it's oh. a bit on. <laughs> Sorry? Packing. Oh, they're warm. No, Very... uh, we may have to timestamp this and do a little blur. <laughs> oh, Very it. warm. Sorry about that. When's the next party, boys? Oh, <laughs> holding me dirty. No, how you going? Have you been, um, you're probably trying to just stay as healthy as possible. Like kind of, bro, since surgery. Since surgery, yeah, fuck, Massive. it's been, been horrible mentally, bro. It's been the biggest challenge I've yeah. had. Harder than any breakup, harder than anything really, bro. Like, it's just been fucked. Like, yeah. sitting around, like I said, like, there's nothing worse Why than when, when you're a super active, high and high. Why my face in my fucking hand? I said it straight away. Your ball sack. <laughs> my balls are sweaty, too. Fuck. Oh. Very sweaty. Oh, that's all right. But yeah, bro, it's like, <laughs> it's just been so challenging, bro. Like, and you know, I think when I get out of this, I'll be so much stronger than I was before. Yeah, I've, I've broken down more times in the last seven weeks Yeah. and fucking cried like a fucking little wuss, fucking had breakdowns every second day, snapped out, just put my hand through walls and everything, bro. And it's just, and people don't understand, you know, like being on and off these opiate drugs, being looking for other things to take. And it's like just sitting around doing nothing. I'm a high active ADHD million mile an hour guy. I'd train for three, four hours a day if I could. I'd love to be yeah. doing, traveling around the world, fucking jumping off boats and cliffs in the Greek islands, doing boxing, like fucking myself up for videos and doing fun shit. But I can't. And like sitting around longer than two days doing nothing drives me nuts. Yeah. Drives a lot of people nuts. And let alone the last seven weeks, been able to do fuck all. And like you said, it is first world problems, but to me it's fucking, it's just been challenging because it's not what I'm used to. So It's hard to lose the momentum. Dude, it's fucked. And it's like just trying to recollect and rebuild brain chemicals all over the fucking place. You know, yeah. becoming dependent on the painkillers after surgery, which no doctors ever warn you about. If you get surgery, be wary that the drugs they're going to put you on are going <laughs> to fuck you up. They're good to take when you need them, for sure. They're they fun. cut right through my fucking <laughs> stomach and my abs and everything, so I needed the painkillers, but... Yeah, wow. Yeah, bro. That internal stuff is nice. Show the scar. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Decent. It's a bit cheeky. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the scar. What's, your, what's been your worst injury? Your biggest one? Like, pain-wise, my femur. Um, oh, that would be fucking yeah. horrendous, bro. It was actually an easy one for me. It was lots of pain and it was gnarly, but I could still, um, one week after I started walking on it, 
And then I, was, and then I just like kind of did some squats. Um, some squats. <laughs> what? <laughs> Walking to squats. Yeah. How'd you break it? I want to know like the the situation. How did it break? Um, I was at Nitro World Games. The last Nitro World Games I actually rode in was um, not like obviously I didn't do the triple, the one that went, but the one before that. Um, I was doing a front flip lazy boy. Okay. Um, where you do like a front flip and then lie down on the bike. Yeah. I knew what trick that was. Lucky you. Uh, yeah. sorry, sorry, about that. sorry about it. I've done a few of them. That's why I know. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I missed my timing on it um, and I over rotated the front flip and it was on that exact down ramp. That, oh, wow. Yeah. Did you hear it snap? Yeah. Because those yeah, motherfuckers are loud when they yeah, break. They, yeah, everyone said that. One of my mates, I used to, well, an old friend, when we played rugby, bro, he went to sidestep off it. Snap um, the femur and is it, what's the other bone? What's the other bone? For, uh, well, um, There's tib, two, the two main. Fib and that's one. Snap, bro. It literally sounded like someone had a plank of wood and cracked mm. a metal pole with it. It was like, quack. Wow. And I was, I was off, I was off, like he taking a breather. His femur and tib Both, bro. They from both. Stepping. Must have been heaps of little fractures in there already. Just stress fractures wow. or something. It just went, quack, And just, oh. I was on the sideline. I could fucking hear that cunt. Wow. It, everyone just was like, what I've was that? that? And obviously that adrenaline, bro, when stuff like that sometimes happens, you don't even feel it until you yeah, look at the fucking yeah, thing. Like one of the boys had his ankle turned all the way around the wrong way in a scrum. Someone landed on it and it ripped his ankle right. His foot, like his foot was facing the wrong way. Like, yeah. And he didn't even know. He tried to walk on it. And he, looked at it <laughs> and he goes, fuck! <laughs> look down and that's when you'd feel it. But man, them leg breaks, they're, they're nasty, right? They're a long recovery, yeah? Yeah. And not yeah, for you, just doing squats. Yeah, well, one, if you get a rod put in it, um, you can just it's just how much pain you can tolerate. If yep. you don't have a rod in, you have to... Casting and just you got play, the rod? play the game. Um, yeah, I got a rod in my femur. Um, yeah. So does that make it harder <laughs> to rod, break now? Yeah, they say you should get it out because if you bend the rod when it's in there, um, it'll shatter the bone all around it, oh. and then it can be a risk of amputation. Oh, whoa. oh, yeah. fuck! Yeah, no, I, I probably wouldn't so be your friend if you lost a leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, everyone. If you have one leg, <laughs> be better. Be better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's and then so I had a rod in my left hip and fib. I got that taken out not too long ago. Um, but I also had twenty screws ring bracing my right heel and then some plates in my ankles um, from when I was younger. Um, I ran out of talent. I actually ran out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I ran, I forgot to put petrol in my bike when I was doing my carpentry apprenticeship. Um, and I went rushed out to go riding. It was like half an hour left a day. And my bike ran out of fuel and um, I jumped off the bike and my feet hit the ground pretty hard and yeah, shattered my heel. Like just Fuck. like your heels, your calicanius bones like that. It was like- Have you kept track of how many bones you've broken? Uh, over 20. I stopped counting. I've never broken a bone. Ever. Really? In my life, ever, ever. I fractured my skull. Yeah. Wow. That was shit. Wow. When I was 17. Probably explains a bit. Yeah. I was on the back of a ute in here in the Gold Coast. Like we come up here for news, all the boys. We used to just drive up in cars to sleep in the cars, bender and whatever. And I was cooked, man. Like I was still hammered. It was about 6 a.m. New Year's Day. I think it was 2011, maybe. I was probably 17, driving through one of them car parks near the beer garden in Surfers there. Yeah. The car park there. We're like on the back of a ute tray. It was a jacked up. You were like, duck, duck, duck. And then I came up. I don't remember anything from the day. Still to this day, I don't remember anything. Apparently I've come up. Boom, clobbered oh, me there yeah. on one of the big poles that hang down. Yeah. The big concrete poles. Then I fell off the other side of the U and smacked the other side of my face. And oh, there was like yeah. something wrong that side as well, as well as the as well as the fucking fracture. And I was bleeding my ears, nose, mouth. Everyone just thought I was taking the piss and like I, I couldn't get up. Yeah. There, no one called an ambulance for like five, ten minutes. Wow. Everyone's like, oh, he's just he's just joking. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And so it's just fucking, it's whatever. I, I survived somehow. Savage, dude. You have probably better injuries than me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've had more, but yeah, Frank's just skull not good. Yeah. Have you uh, ever broken a bone like landing in the foam pit and you've just got to wait there? 
Uh, While everything's just getting taken out? I haven't, but it's really guys... It's a really good question. Works <laughs> <laughs> really, really hard on that one. <laughs> guys have broken their... Um, Backs in foam pits. Oh, and then you just gotta well. wait there while yeah. snakes are crawling all around your face. <laughs> Top dog broke his tip and fib in a foam pit once. Oh, because you just gotta wait there for fuck until everything gets craned out, right? Yeah, you just everyone, the boys will jump in and just carry you out. Yeah, true, Locked, man. The, we had a kid dislocate his hip in the foam pit. Not that wouldn't feel ago. good. Dislocate your hip. Yeah, you off to the side. That's down here. This is your hip. <laughs> no, no, like, I mean, mate, like are you like a little bit to the side or something? I've never seen dislocated. Oh, fuck. Imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. getting stuck on this. Your, your body's just a slightly it's, off centered. It's actually a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fuck, man. I, I just don't like the idea of being in a foam pit with a helmet on and not being able to move. That yeah. would stress me out. I've been in foam pits, but just the snake thing wigs me. I used to flip Ooh. into like foam pits on scooters. I could backflip scooters when I was younger. Sick. And I've been in foam pits, just the snake thing. No, the trampoline parks are jumping them all the time, and I'm chilling. Oh, yeah, true. I'm more yeah. scared of the band aids in the foam pits. Really? The kids' parks in there. You know what you'll get from those things. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, well. So what do you reckon the next big stunt is for you? You still have no idea? Just fucking plotting along for now? and um, Big stunt. I don't know. I feel like with the way action sports is going, it's not like big gnarly stunt. Yep. I feel like it's just, I feel like in a lot of sports, um, f- so you got soccer, like racing or the unknown. You never know what's going to happen in a match. With freestyle, it's just how big and gnarly the jump is. Um, it can be repetitive to a point. Um, so what I want to see in our sport is bringing out more character, personality, um, yeah. energy. Like, I think that's a way that it's going to connect with the next part. What of about things, for example, I don't know, I'm not like, that educated, but like I, I'm, I'm interested to learn. You know, things like, do people jump over like the Great Wall of China on motorbikes and do crazy yeah, shit like that? Yeah, so a good buddy of um, mine, Robbie Madison. Oh, he did just the, Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, um, he's a savage, but he's come up. But when I say he's a savage, I mean he comes up with these bright ideas and you know how you have every person in the room trying to talk you out yeah. of the world. You want to do that crazy thing. Like he has done, like he's the next he generation. He jumped onto a building of or off evil. a building? Yeah, he's that? the next generation yeah. of Evil Knievel. Like, yeah, right. And he's done the gnarly in Paris, Um, yeah. jumped up on But he finds all these really cool landmarks around the world and he designs his stunts there, gets all the permits. That's genius. He does all the work. But to do all that work and you have a set date, now if there's wind that day, rain, the weather's yeah. not on point, you're doing this world's gnarly, like, and he's jumping <clears> world distance records. But he picks like cool places around the world to do them. Yeah. So he does a wow. massive job. Like, he's the only action sports athlete, uh, like after Evil Knievel or like Trav's done it. But the way that I've seen Maddo fill up New Year's Eve events, he sell his ticket sales, the way he builds these events and he does it on his own and just 100% himself. Like usually at Nitro Circus, it's a whole tour, it's a whole group of athletes, yep. whole. So to him to just sell these one-off stunts, these one-off stadiums, it's, it's impressive. just yeah. massive amounts of pressure on yourself to do it. Okay, go do the stunts, one thing, but to do it when you have to, like on TV time, and then do it with the weather, winds, and when you're feeling it, not feeling it, like that makes it twice as hard. So many little there. things. Just twice as hard. So to do the triple, like on the weekend, <coughs> was like it was sick, but it was twice as hard because I had to do it on their time, and then obviously you injured. Yeah, need to pull my tampon down. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you walking around like you were flicking your goggles. You were drinking waters, and you were oh. going to piss. Come back, drinking more water, flicking the goggles. Fuck, <laughs> man, because it's like just trying to get that focus yeah, in. You just, in. just have to be at like two hundred percent focused. Like you just yeah. have to be so on and so ready. Exactly. And <clears throat> you need all your muscle memory to be like 
perfect. Yeah. Because otherwise it just doesn't work. One like, fraction of a second wrong mm. and boom, fucked. Yeah, like if, you know when you do an explosive squat, like mm. and you're feeling the best. Imagine if you got a mark on the wall and you got the highest jump, like, and then you wait two hours and then, okay, try to get your perfect jump when you were fully warmed up. Yeah, not going right. to happen. Correct. So I have to get that perfect jump at the top of the lip, like just explosiveness. Mm through the foot pegs and just get that timing perfect. Yep. If I miss it by a fraction, I'm landing on my head. So yeah, yeah. when you start putting this amount of pressure on yourself, you stop thinking clearly and then mm. that's when you make mistakes. Yep. So like <clears throat> when J.O. Archer, he went first, he landed it, he stomped it. It was like, he's a close mate of mine. I was so pumped, so stoked for him, but I'm like, you have to stay numb to it and focus oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, I was thinking, does and that, does that mess was, with your head? Oh, it's like, it's like, Really wanting, you got your dream girlfriend, you love her, you're like, holy fuck, we're going to get married, I love this girl so much, but you, you just got to quickly watch your mate fuck her, <laughs> and, then, and then just kill your ego, don't react. And then you've got to go fuck her, this has happened to me. Be friends with your mate, go shake his hand, you can't be angry at him, like, just let him, because he wanted to fuck, yeah. whatever, he's worked just as hard, like, yeah. okay, wait, wait, okay, when you want to, okay, now you can go marry her. <laughs> So that's that's like, the best way to put it. Random how, question, actually, talking about fucking. <laughs> random question. You know, like, people even, like, like fighters, boxers, MMA fighters and stuff, they don't, like, have sex, jerk off or anything oh, like yeah. that. In the build -up. Do you, like... Because, obviously, for me, jerking off, having sex and that stuff, it calms me quite a bit. Fucking oath, it does, do you, would you Would you have a break from that before these things, or would you do it to, like, keep yourself calm? Yeah, cause, well, no, because, like, you've got so much stress, so much, like, pressure to get this right, and it's, like... It is Russian roulette to a certain point. If you get everything right, you will learn the trick. If you don't, you're going to have a 100 kilo bike coming down and land yeah. on your head, just pumping you. Last time I rode this event onto this this down ramp, I broke my femur. Yeah. So it's like everything's well. in your head. You lots of stress. How do you get away from these thoughts? Whack it off. Yep. <laughs> when you're thinking about whack all your problems, all your fears coming into an event when you're whacking off. Yeah. Or if you're getting drunk or your mind's off it. Yeah. So then they like Wolf then of Wall start, Street. He's like, how many times a day do you go? <laughs> <laughs> but you start abusing these things. And with these, like being high ego athletes, how we are, you, you, you start, you want to, you want to stay in your flow state. You want to have yep. fun. You want to, you want to keep everything fun because then you're calm and then you're yourself. That's how I relate to being myself by having fun. Yep. So I'll. So then, yes, you abuse everything. Else. <laughs> I would be. Alcohol, I would be. Whatever. I do it all the time, even though I don't have anything coming up. Yeah. I just do it. It's just fun. Like some people would smoke I'd be weed. Busting nuts everywhere I go. Why are you doing it in public bathrooms and everything? Just trying to stop me. <laughs> well, it's just it's a flow state. It's just yeah. like you want to just keep the keep vibes it calm. Going. Yeah, exactly. You, like if you starve yourself from all those things, and your brain will be more scattered. It's it, like you need to do the things that that work. Yeah. And then for for some athletes, like, you will say, I don't want to smoke weed because I'm going to feel groggy in the morning. But how much pressure and how much load, like, we put on ourselves, how much load we put on ourselves? <laughs> I, I know what to be about that. Too much jacking off, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I always just come on my belly and rub it in. That's what I do. How many loads are you on yourself? Uh, when you can't find the cum rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Remember what Kristen told us to buy? He always tries to like, nut yeah, and get in his belly button. Land it in his belly button. <laughs> Interesting for a 30-year-old man, but that is what it is. We love, we love him. We Which love him for it. exposed him here too. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. We could be talking about anybody. Yeah. But anyways, He's guys, we've been going on for a little while today, I believe. What's that? You got a bullseye going. Yeah, make a dartboard. Make, make a point. That could be a funny video. Record your results. Anyways. You're an impressive dude, mentally, physically, spiritually. You're a fucking... I appreciate you coming on today, bro. Dude, thank you for having me. I don't even know how long we've been going for. How long have we been going for? Over an hour now? Yes, Time just goes by quick, eh? That feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, bro, it just goes like that. that. I could talk like for hours, minutes. especially to you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, 
I must say, when we're partying together or when we're sober, we have pretty similar conversations. We yeah. do, bro. We get stuck. I suck lucky every time. Every time we're better, we're on a boat and it's like bitches everywhere. The hottest shit. <laughs> it's just, just me and Harry at the front <laughs> of the boat, just a beer in the hand. Fucking. <laughs> and had it all night. <laughs> and I'm like, I, fuck, I suck lucky That's every all time. I do, bro, at parties now. All my I big parties. It. I spend 90% of my nights in different rooms just DMing with people yeah. and having chats. And, <laughs> and that is fun. But yeah, like a fucking. It's good. It's good to sit down, have a nice fucking chat, learn a bit more, show all the viewers and everyone around there. Anyone that's living under a rock and hasn't heard of him, his socials will be in the description of this. Make sure you go check him out. Check him out with his shirt off. He looks fantastic. Great human being inside and out. Very impressive. Very inspirational as well for how you hold yourself and carry yourself through injury, stay motivated and still making it pretty much look easy on the day. So that's a credit to your hard work. You're a great, beautiful human being and we love you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right back at you. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs) 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 Fuck Fuck yeah, boys.